Good morning to each one of you and greetings in Jesus' name. Blessing to be able to be here to worship together. May God be glorified. And yet, I like Jeremiah, I feel inadequate and yet recognize that uh, God has called us and some to certain things and some to others. And so as I share this morning, I, I do covet your prayers that God may be glorified, that others may be encouraged, that, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can draw near to one another in our fellowship. As John uh, Hartzler shared at the um, message of Chafin and Angelina the other week, it kind of caught my attention in Psalm 127. I'd like for you to turn there with me if you will. Psalm 127, the title of the message this morning is, Except the Lord Build the House. And this is not a wedding message, but it is a message for each of us. Psalm 127. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. That is the text of this morning. And so I, got, I have a question for you, or several. Who is building your house? Or, maybe I should ask it in another way. Who are you allowing to build your house? Or, is all that we do, are we laboring in vain? Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I think often in our own strength, we feel like that we can pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. And in a sense, in business, yes, sometimes we can do that. But in light of eternity, in light of God and His plan, it's not up to us. It is up to God. It is up to His plan. And so if you were to hire someone to build a new home for you, a new house for you, you would look for a reputable builder. You would look for, for someone that, that had knowledge, someone that knew how to read a blueprint, someone with experience, someone with the right equipment, and someone with the workforce to get the job done. And the psalmist here says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. We have a foundation, folks, that is already laid, and I think that you know that. And it says in 1 Corinthians, and you can maybe mark your spot here, but in 1 Corinthians, we know of that foundation. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 10, it says, According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, and I want you to think about that. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. 
for other foundation can no man lay, no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ who is building your house. It says, according to the grace, He has laid the foundation and another builds thereon. And as we look back at creation, as we look back at God's plan, we see the foundation laid. We see God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit laying that foundation. Creation. Creating man and woman. And then giving that law and then building upon that the law, the prophets, the psalms, building upon. We see these men and women of faith that have gone on before, continuing to follow God's teaching, God's precepts, and following that foundation and building thereupon the God or the men, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those men continuing to follow in faith and building upon the foundation. Verse 12 in Corinthians 3, it says, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And we look at those verses, and God tells us that this foundation is there. And He gives us instruction how to build. And what better source could we have than the Creator, the Designer, the One that actually came up with the original blueprint of creation. If we were to look at Scripture, if we would look at Scripture, and if we would look at history and actually see, and I know that we read these things, and we could see the success and the failures of these men and women of faith that maybe were a part of the faith and maybe turned their backs, if we would then step back and look at God's plan, the master builder, the master man, that, the master God that created the blueprint and gave it to us, I think we could prosper spiritually. Except the Lord build the house, we, they labor in vain that build it. What is your labor? What is your goal in life? I think often... We get caught up in the here and now. At least I do. We get caught up in the here and now, and we're like the children of Israel. Coming into the land of Cana, God gave them the blueprint. He gave them the law. He gave them their instructions. He gave them the leaders that got them from bondage into that promised land. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 6, I'd like for you to turn there with me if you will. Deuteronomy chapter 6, God gave them some specific instructions. And these words are very, very familiar. And yet often I think for myself, we kind of look at God's Word and look at His plan. We read over these things and then we go about our daily business. 
and we maybe forget. But in Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says, Now these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments. And our brother Jonathan read from Psalm 119. The statutes and the judgments that God has for us through His Word. Now these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whether you go to possess it. What land are you possessing today? Where are you, what are you going about in your possession? It says that ye might do them in the land whether you go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command me, command thee, thou and thy sons and thy sons' sons, all the days of thy life, that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. You know, we look at history. And we look at the Reformation movement, the early church and then the Reformation movement, the Dark Ages. And we see how time and time again, even in the history of the Old Testament, how the children of Israel, they grew prosperous. They fell away from God. God sent some type of judgment on them. And then they came back to God. We look at the Reformation and how there was a zeal to get back in touch with the Word of God after those many years in the Dark Ages. And we see a renewed kindling of the flame of faith and a practice of the Word of God in everyday practical New Testament living. And we see how that faith took people to persecution, to death, to prison, to whatever. They left many things that they had, family, friends, communities, for the sake of preaching Christ. And yet, we look at the land that we live in today. A prosperous land. A land with affluence. Is the Lord building our house? How has prosperity affected the church today? And I think often it does affect us so much subtly that we kind of become accustomed to the dark. And we sat on the porch the other night and discussed some of the things. You know, we hardly hear about some of these big issues. You know, abortion at one time in the late 60s, early 70s was a hot topic issue, a hot button issue. But anymore today, it's barely even discussed. Are we getting used to the dark? Who is building our house? Except the Lord build our house. They labor in vain that build it. But verse 4 here in Deuteronomy says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I commanded thee this day shall be in thine heart. 
and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. In other words, it's always there, it's always being seen, because it is what we visualize, it is what comes out of us. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thine house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and before then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. What have you been delivered from? Have you been delivered from the lion's den? Have you been delivered from any persecution? Have you been delivered from anything that has been hard for you physically to endure? Probably not many of us. But I would say, dare say, that most of us have been delivered from the bondage of sin. Thank God for His grace and mercy in my life and in yours. And I know that there are some here that have not received Christ as Lord. And I encourage you, even though things may be well with you physically, if you have not accepted Christ, there will be a day when you will be called into account and you will have to stand before a holy God just like me. And it's not going to be, but he said this or he did that or, you know, I'm offended by this. It's not going to be that. But it's going to be us standing before a holy God and God is going to speak to us and accept the Lord build the house your house, they labor in vain that build it. We read the classic little fairy tale of the three little pigs. Y'all have read that before, right? The three little pigs. We, get, we are amused at the personification of these three little pigs who went about building their own houses out of very, very different materials. And as we recount this story, the first two built their houses out of inferior products. The first out of straw. The second out of sticks. They built quickly so that they could go and enjoy and play. But the third built out of something more sturdy. More lasting materials and as we recount that story the big bad wolf was able to come and huff and puff and blow down those first two houses and we look at that fairy tale and we think oh it's silly but the moral quote of that story is that if we work hard 
and build with materials that are going to last, it's going to be the best in the end. Decent moral. Often these fairy tales or these stories have a basis of truth somewhere. And we read in the New Testament, and we sang this song this past week about the wise man. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. We read the, the, the story, the account, the parable of the wise man and the foolish man building their houses. And we see the basis of truth. We look at that fairy tale of the three, pig, three little pigs, but if we look at the, true, or the account of the parable of Jesus here in the New Testament, we see the basis of truth. The truth of God's Word. The truth that Jesus Himself spoke to us. In Matthew chapter 7, starting at verse 1, it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Are you doing the will of God the Father? Are we following His precepts, these teachings, for the glory of God, for the good of our own being, and for the good of those that follow after. Verse 22 says, Many will say unto me that, that in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them... Whoever hears these words and does what they hear, he says, I will liken, unto, liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock, that sure foundation, Jesus Christ. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall. And the truth of this is except the Lord build the house they labor in vain that build it. We look back at those three little pigs and we see those first little, two little pigs as being the foolish. We see the third little pig as some, someone, something that built something that was lasting, enduring. A semblance of truth. So is your labor today in, the, in your job, in your school, in your whatever you're doing, is your labor today like the first or second little pig? Are you building with straw or sticks? Are you, are you pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps? Or the foolish man who built his house upon the sand? We need to build upon the rock Jesus Christ. 
God is not going to build your house for you. He simply gives us the blueprint. He gives us a capable mind to understand His Word and more than adequate material through His Word, through the Spirit, through the church, through other people to complete the project. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And in practice, how do we allow the Lord to build our house? How do we allow God to build our house? Hebrews chapter 11, very, very familiar verse. Verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what is your hope? In this life and in the life to come, what are the things that are not seen? And I think that all of us are hoping to experience salvation, to see Jesus, to enjoy eternal bliss. That's what my hope is. And having hope, I think, is a fairly good starting point. But hope is not the end thereof. It's not the whole of it all. Having hope is a good starting point, but hope needs to be worked out in faith, stepping forward in action. You know, we can hope for a new house, but unless we pursue it, unless we pursue the plans, unless we pursue the blueprint, unless we pursue the builder, it will always just remain a hope. But if we step forward in action, in faith, we can make that happen as God works in our hearts and lives. And the same way with finding God through Jesus Christ. We can hope that we will inherit eternal life. We can hope that we will be saved and others along with us. But hope is not going to be the final word. We have to pursue the plan, God's Word. We have to pursue the builder. Otherwise, it will be just like that house that's created in your brain, in your mind. It is a hope that one day it will come. But if you don't have faith, if you don't pursue it, that hope will only always just be hope. God tells us in Hebrews, without faith, without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Without faith. It is the next step. We have hope, but the next step is faith. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Who is building your house? What is your pursuit? God is not just going to plop faith into your lap. We need to go after it. We need to strive for it. God doesn't just build our house for us, our spiritual house. We need to pursue it, go after it. We need to read the plan book. We need to talk to the builder, God the Father, Jesus Christ. And then we need to step forward in faith, works, and obedience. We know that faith is not the end thereof also. 
Because we read in James, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my, my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Dear people, we see Scripture written as a blueprint, as a plan, as a guidance for us. Except the Lord build the house, they labor, they labor in vain that build it. What are we laboring for? Are we laboring to get through this service so that we can go home and eat and then rest and enjoy the rest of the day? Are we laboring for eternity? Every moment, every day. And I say this to myself because I have plenty of room to grow. But these scriptures were written to show us the plan. To give us the confidence that if we allow God to be the builder, we can rest in that assurance that God is going to perform it. God has laid out the plan. God has provided the sacrifice, Jesus Christ. He has given that gift of His Son. And we quoted that verse. Daryl led us in that. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. These things were written that we might believe. In John 20, it says that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through His name. But the confidence is not just hope, not just faith, not just works. But it's looking at God's Word. In 1 John 5.13 it says, These things have I written to you. God is addressing you personally. God is speaking to you personally through this verse and through many other verses in Scripture. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Do you know where your faith lies? Do you know where your work stems from? Do you know where your hope is? These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. It's faith. It's hope. Faith works obedience. It's the whole package in one. And so for each of us, we need to look at God's Word. We need to hire that master builder. He has the plans. He has the tools. He has the knowledge. And He has the ability to get the job done for you personally, for me personally. Will we turn to Him as the master builder? Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. May we labor for the master, for His glory, for our salvation, for others to know Christ as well. Lord bless you.